three, two, one. Well, what's going on, friends? So welcome back to another episode of the Metaverse Church Podcast. We're back at it again, talking about a whole bunch of stuff, Metaverse. And some of you guys are listening, you're like, man, this stuff is really great. And there's probably some of you out there listening to this, and you're like, man, these guys, man, they are a shame and a disgrace to the church. And uh, you know what? Maybe one day we'll meet and we can talk face to face. Not fight, because we wouldn't do that. All love. But anyways, uh, I actually, uh, you and I talked about this at one point in time that I was listening to a couple of different podcasts and they were talking about Metaverse Church kind of stuff and um, and that, and they were talking about how it's a dumb idea and this shouldn't be a thing within the church and, um, and all, you know, just stuff along those lines. And I remember reaching out to you at one point when we were talking about getting in this Kickstarter. I was like, one of these days I'm going to invite those naysayers onto our podcast and just have a back and forth conversation as to why they feel that way versus, you know, why we see legitimacy and what it is that we're doing, which obviously will feed into what we're talking about in this episode. But yeah, uh, yeah, the realistic side of things is like, there's probably people out there who are listening to our podcast that aren't like uh, commenting, leaving any kind of reviews or anything. They're just kind of on the fly or on the wall listeners and they're probably sitting there skeptical of everything that we're talking about and realistically you know listener uh, if that's you or viewer if that's you like that's part of the reason why goose and i are doing this like we want to bring some legitimacy to the idea of a metaverse church because man the the future is here and the future continues to grow and the church needs to be a part of it and this is just part of it so uh yeah Yeah, i'm excited definitely Definitely, Um, yeah if there's any well (laughs) If, if there's any skeptics after today, we'll we'll definitely find out. Yeah, that is for sure. So that being said, hey, let's let's tee this up the right way. Um, just what are uh, some wins? We started doing this about a week or so ago. What are some? What's a win that you're seeing in virtual reality uh, or metaverse as a whole uh, for the church? Um, I mean. The wins that we've seen over the last really couple weeks, but over the last week, um, really the same the same sort of stuff. I mean, um, every week we're having amazing conversations, and um, and so I, you know, I I would say that personally. I mean, I'll just speak for Cornerstone. I see this as a win, um, and I'll make it a plug. Um, we we decided that we are going to go over to Horizon. And that's going to wow. be where our other, yeah, where our like, I'm not, I'm not calling it a replacement campus for alt space because it's not that. It happens to be at the same time, but it is, it's, it's a, it's a new, it's a new campus because not everybody that's in alt space is going to be over there. Um, we, we don't, we're not going to carry the same you know maturity of the campus that we had, and we, we know that it is, you know. Uh, an end and a new beginning over there. Uh, But the win for me has been the response that some people have had, which, which is, Hey, let's go. And how can we help? So there is a, there is some excitement about the idea of like, we're kind of spinning up something new with a ton more experience than we've had in the past. And so the, I would say for me, the, the win uh, has been just the, the excitement that is built around doing a new campus in Horizon. So that, that for sure has been the biggest win for, for me and I think, you know, for Cornerstone this week. Yeah. What about yeah. you? Yeah, dude, that's great. I love it. Uh, for us, if I were to like, uh, 
just sell two wins right now where I just, I have seen God move in a great way. So, um, you know, we did all those deep dive episodes and we talked about uh, the major platforms of horizons and big screen rec room, all that. Um, and one that you and I have been talking about recently, uh, we've started playing in a little bit more and, you know, you've told me that you haven't been too hands on with it yet, but, um, we launched into spatial.io uh, this past weekend, and um, I've been super excited about just learning a little bit more about Spatial and what it is that they have to offer. Um, the other thing that I've been super excited about with them is um, they're asking, to me anyways, they're asking all the right questions. Like, they're they're really trying to win that alt space uh, users uh, base right now. So they're just asking the questions like I hopped onto their discord um, earlier this weekend. They were asking a, a recent question of, Hey, when it comes to our main event boards, like what would you like to see uh, us bring to it? That would be beneficial. And, um, you know, from what some of the answers were, like I, di- I haven't seen the the question asked that I want to see yet, so I'm I'm kind of waiting to uh, put in my two cents on it. But uh, like I'm waiting to for somebody to say, you know, like the main event feature that Alt Space had, um, instead of it just being an all encompassing board. Like I'm looking for that main event. Like here's Lakeland VR right when you log on, kind of thing. Um, but some of the some of the responses have been really cool. Like some people have been like, you know what I would really love to see is if there's an event that's going on that I'm interested in, like future tense, like I want to be able to save it as something that I'm interested in, which you could do in yeah. old space. But they wanted yeah. it to integrate, uh, uh, yeah, right word. They wanted it to work with their calendar. Like if they press, like I'm interested in this, it would automatically populate their calendar to remind them google calendar or something like that yeah i was like that's fascinating i like that idea so i'm just excited with what spatial's doing um i had the opportunity to introduce the lakeland staff to spatial last week there in our staff meeting i sent them all the link i told them hey everybody bring your computers with you and i think what's exciting about spatial is just the accessibility to it the fact that there is a desktop feature there's a uh, a mobile app along with it um, as well as the VR headset capability. Like there was just so many ways of being able to do this that I even dropped to my executive pastor and senior pastor and said, you know, could this potentially replace how we do streaming as a whole for yep. Lakeland that we don't send people to Facebook, we don't send people to YouTube, but we drop in the spatial link and all of our online attenders are now experiencing Lakeland VR with people around the world. So there's just a lot of opportunities with it. And the, for me, the win is just the excitement that the staff had over the uh, platform. Like they were in there jumping around, clapping, dancing, just having a grand old time. So I would say that was that's the one win that I saw. Um, the other one that I got to share with our staff, uh, even today as we record this, was uh, we've had a, a guy who has been uh, popping in and out of Lakeland and all space for probably a couple months now. And he's a student um, and uh, he just started asking me a whole bunch of questions. Like he was coming in for the sole purpose of academics, just wanting to learn for a master's degree and everything that they're working on. Mm. And um, in the process of him coming in to study for his degree and get a good handle on everything, all of a sudden I started to notice like 
you're asking me questions that um, I don't know if it pertains to your degree or not, but it's starting to get along the line where uh, this past weekend I was able to just simply ask, hey, you've asked me tons of questions. You're like one of the questions that he asked was when all space shuts down, where's Lakeland going? Because he wanted to be a part of wherever it is that we're going next. And that to me was like the open door opportunity where I just say, you've been asking me a whole bunch of questions when it comes to like your degree and stuff. Like, do you mind if I throw a question at you now? And I was just able to ask simply like, hey, what's your what's your spiritual journey? Like, how does your faith story how is that written thus far? And it was just really great to, you yeah. know, have that next step conversation. So uh, he probably knows exactly who he is. He started listening to the podcast and he commented, he even hopped into our discord server, uh, the metaverse church discord server. So nice. uh, if you, and you know who you are, you're listening to this. I'm, I'm so thankful that you shared your story with me and I uh, excited to see uh, how that story continues to get written later on. So uh, yeah. So we, uh, kind of touched on it a little bit here like you know if there are skeptics to this idea of metaverse church and what the church involvement is with all of this uh this is definitely probably going to be that episode for you where uh you might have your naysay hat on and it's totally welcome uh we're going to be addressing some topics in this that um you might agree with us on uh goose and i might i don't know we might not even see eye to eye on this um but I alluded to it in the last episode, and basically what we're going to do is we're going to address some uh, what would probably be common questions that people are asking of like, hey, can you do this as a church in virtual reality um, in a legitimate way? So I'll start off with an easy one, Goose, uh, just because this is something that you guys at Cornerstone are doing. Uh, Counseling. Church, like I've been a part of a church that has a biblical counseling arm. Um, you know, we refer people to great counselors here at Lakeland uh, IRL. Um, one of our visions going into VR uh, right off the bat was to launch a recovery type program um, mm-hmm. in there. So, but you guys, you've got a counseling arm. So, on the heels of our conversation of anonymity, uh, where you don't really know people that well, but yet they kind of get real right away. Is biblical counseling a legitimate option for metaverse VR churches? Yeah. Yeah, we think it 100% is. Um, the, you know, the mechanism for these count for counseling for biblical counseling is is a discussion it's a talk it's a working through the issues that somebody has and giving them the biblical answers to you know what their problems are and you know offering them the chance for freedom through that and ultimately through christ right so and it's more about just helping someone change their perspective and, and see things in a in a different way and so all of that is is just discussion based and so that one right there seems like an easy one with very little criticism that seems valid. Um, you know, the, the main criticism in terms that I'm aware of, at least in terms of anything in that vein of counseling or pastoring or, or the discussion, what do you lose in VR that you have in the physical spaces? Well, you don't get body language and you don't get the mm. look on their face and, and, and so therefore you can't have, you can't really ascertain 
like properly what's going on. Now, I get that there is some benefit to that, but there's actually there actually can be drawbacks to that as well. And we I've we see this this actually was as a legal thing as an attorney we know this from something like jury selection and this actually was a case um, and the question was could someone who is blind be a juror hmm. and the argument against was many of the criticisms that are levied against VR and counseling and what are what's lost. Yeah. Well, no, because a, a, a juror is supposed to be able to look at a witness and hear a witness and see body language and tell if they're lying or tell if they're credible, tell if they're mm -hmm. embellishing something. You know, you need, you know, the idea is you need the visual um, feedback, the visual information in order to do that well. And expert after expert really kind of destroyed the, the argument. And of course, we do allow, you know, visually impaired jurors and actually the criticism was on the other side saying no nah, you know actually sometimes all of that gets in the way sometimes it gets in the way of whether or not you can properly ascertain what's going on with somebody and mm. in the case of the juror you might look at somebody and well, well they're attractive and you might think that they're telling the truth because of that when in fact they're not or mm. someone is you know adept at you know, using body language to mask what's going on and so anyway expert after expert debunked this idea that You've got to have visual feedback in order to have uh, a, a valid communication and a valid uh, you know, view perspective of what's going on. Now, again, it's not a one-to-one -one comparison. I get it because jurors are jurors and counselors are trained and they're trained to, to recognize cues and all of that. So I get it's not a perfect analogy, but I do think the idea is still relevant that you don't necessarily need all that in order to tell what's going on. And in some case, it is helpful to cut through all of that and just hear what's what, you know, what someone is saying. All that being said, even if there is something lost, even if there is something lost where universally, no, it is not as good because we don't get the visual information. I would further argue that, yeah, but what do we gain? We gain what we've already talked about, which is this absolutely microwaved relationship where people are so much more open and willing to share over a VR headset that I would argue I, keep, the, keep the visual aids because I'm getting such unfiltered thoughts that the trade-off is worth it. So could it, can it be done? Absolutely. Is it better? I'm not willing to say that, at least not yet, but... Mm -hmm. Is it valid? I would argue 100. percent Yeah, I I love some of the points that you're making in there. Just because um, you know they say like what 80 percent of our communication is nonverbal for the most part. Um, but you're right. Like I I can remember like Melissa and I going through our premarital. Melissa's my wife, by the way. I don't think that's come out in this podcast yet, but. Um, I remember when we went through premarital, like there's a lot of that premarital process that talks about like how to be um, active listeners and good communicators as this married couple. Um, and there's practices that they have, you know, they had us go through anyways, that was along the lines of, you know, this is going to sound ridiculous, but I want you guys until our next session, whenever you're having a conversation with one another, one another, 
somebody says something, then like the guy who led us or our premarital was like, Stu, whenever Melissa says something, when she's done, I want you to say what I heard you say was. So I'm always constantly repeating back what my takeaway was from what my wife was relaying to me verbally. In so doing, I have found within just like VR when I'm talking to people because of without the, the visual cues that people are giving me, it forces me more so to listen intently to what it is that they're saying. Uh, that way I'm listening for those verbal cues yeah. of like what is what's really going on. Like uh, uh, Carlos Whitaker, he's a, a author, pastor, uh, I believe he's pastor in church in the Tennessee area, but he wrote a book called Kill a Spider. And really the concept of it is that we so typically um, pray away the cobwebs of like the problems in our life, but we never actually pray for the spider to get killed. So the thing mm-hmm. that's the root cause of the problem. And so we're, we're eliminating some of the fog while never eliminating the process. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that in virtual reality, because you're so you're having to intently focus on the words that are being used, that it actually helps it. I found this to be true for myself. It actually helps me to get more to the root problem. Mm-hmm. Um, of what somebody is communicating to me because I can sit there using those same active listening skills that I learned through like premarital whatnot. I get to sit there and say, I hear you say this, but I want to talk about this for a second mm-hmm. because I feel like, I feel like I hear like, you know, Holy spirit led to, I feel like that there's something more in this general area. And this is just a symptom of what's going on. And then because of just the pure, um, openness transparency that comes because there is this mask right and realistically all of us are wearing masks all the time um just in vr it tends to be a clearer mask that we're seeing right in front of us it's like i have no idea who you are and even if i were to see you face to face i might still not know who you are because i don't know what mask you're wearing at the time so vr to me allows all that to kind of get stripped away for deeper conversation to take place for the sake of being able to get to a root of an issue that's going on and be able to say, okay, this is where I find the enemy attacking. Like this, let's go on the offensive now instead of playing defense against this thing. So, um, yeah, so like I would agree with you. It, I think that there's a legitimacy to the idea of counseling being done for the sake of just freedom and health, um, in virtual reality, which, if you're in the church world, if you're in ministry, like that is ultimately what we're moving towards, right? We're trying to move yeah. people closer to freedom and that freedom is found in Jesus. So, um, so again, you might be a skeptic listening to this, watching this, and hopefully my goal right now is that maybe we just did a check mark on like, okay, that's, that's good. Um, and, uh, so yeah. Um, what else counseling wise? Well, I mean, the difficulties, of course, is is longevity. So, you know, the first question is, can it be done? And again, I would argue that that it's it's a yes. Um, And we've seen fruit from that. So it's again, if if, you know, the the results, I think, speak for themselves. Um, But if we want to, you know, sort of extend it and say, okay, it it can be done. But but is it good? Like, is it is it is it uh, is it really helpful? Um, and, you know, or at least what are the, what are the difficulties? 
the the biggest difficulty um and again i know we've touched on this a little bit is just the the longevity uh of it and and whether or not and how easy it is for people to pull away um you know you you invest in someone and you you know you get a good rhythm and i i don't know that this is actually any better or worse than in the physical world because it's you know people pull away in the physical world as well but it just seems like it's that much easier for someone to kind of go dark in the metaverse because it is kind of almost like a cultural thing too and mm. so it just seems like it's just that much easier and and again i don't know if that's if that's real or if that's imagined or not but keeping people in that rhythm and having like perseverance in it that to me I, I, I like to think that I don't pull punches in either my counseling or my discipleship. But if I'm honest, I would probably say it crosses my mind when I get to the point with someone where I'm really going to have to challenge them, where I've gotten to the point where there's enough trust where I say, listen, here's the change you need to make, or here's your problem, whether you like, whether you want to hear this or not, here's your problem. I would have to be honest and say that I, I, I like to think I don't pull the punch, but it is in the back of my mind. This person may not talk to me after this. They, they, may, mm-hmm. they may just be gone and that, that may be the end of it. That may be the end of this DM chain or, or counseling uh, you know, relationship or discipleship relationship. So again, that, I'm not saying that's a reason that we, should, we shouldn't do it. It's, it's just it's one of the hurdles that I think we have to overcome. Not that it doesn't exist in the physical sense, but maybe and, a little bit worse for us. Yeah, and that's that's what I was going to say is like, like I hear what you're saying, but at the same time, how many times have people hopped into an IRL counseling session and then got ticked off at what was being said to them and they're like, I, and I'm never coming back to this person ever again because I don't like the way that they stared at me the entire that's time fair. that I was talking. You know, yeah, so it's... Like I feel like some of the same downsides to VR can also be applied to in real life too. Um, the one that I was thinking was, you know, I mentioned you know the premarital that Melissa and I went through, and we're talking about counseling, and I feel like there's so many different genres that we could touch upon when it comes to counseling. Um, would you say that it applies all across the board? counseling wise like could you do like could you do marriage counseling in there like let's say somebody from let's say that uh two people serve at lakeland or attend lakeland vr um they live with each other they're a married couple and they have found that virtual reality is like their greatest way of attending church um uh, they live someplace else even. We'll, we'll say that. Um, if they came to me and they're like, hey, we're, we're having some marital issues and uh, I felt like that it was above what I could handle, could I come to Goose and say, hey, I got two people who serve on my team. They only attend in VR. Would you be willing to sit down and do marriage counseling with them? Like, does that play 100%. in VR? Yeah. 100%. We've done it. Oh, yeah, okay. Done. Yeah, we've done it. Um, and I haven't seen anything that's been lost on it because the, again, the, the discussion and the, and the information, um, the, the prayer that we pray together um, 
it's it's all communicated and whether it leaves my lips and hits their eardrum or it leaves my lips goes over a vr headset and hits their eardrum in the end it doesn't it doesn't matter and to say that it does really i think ignores really it ignores scripture i mean i i come back to the the faith of the centurion Hmm. who tells Jesus, like, you don't, have, you don't even have to come to my house. If you say the word, I know my servant will be healed. Yeah. And Jesus is like, I've, that's faith. Jesus marveled at that faith. And so every time we say that healing can come at a distance, to me, we're, we're invoking the faith of the centurion. Hmm. We're saying, yes, we, you know, and, and again, just to reiterate for anybody who hasn't been on this journey with us, I mean, we, we both are from churches that affirm the value of the in-person uh, yeah. church, the, the, the in-person gathering. We affirm it. We encourage it. Um, we, we try to place people in churches uh, to the extent that we can, like local churches, you know, like, so like, so like we, affirm all of that. But at the same time, we also say it's not absolutely required. And so that's where, again, I come back to that, the faith of the centurion, where we say, oh, can, can, can healing come through the power of the Holy Spirit delivered over a headset? Of course it can. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, man, Pastor Goose. Way to, way to hit it, buddy. Um, yeah, so really we're going to be for these next couple of episodes, we're we're just going to be journeying down this path of like asking really the hard questions that many church leaders are probably hesitant to say yes, this should this can be done or should be done in virtual reality or a metaverse uh, arena. Um and so we're actually going to call it good on this episode, just talking about counseling. And, and I feel like we can just, I feel like we can close it on the sense that all counseling in general has a legitimate place for the church in metaverse. Would you, yay, nay? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, we, you guys are uh, looking more specifically at, at like, you know, recovery type of counseling. And I know that some of the big names have been reluctant to get into VR, although I think they're actually now exploring it. And so mm-hmm. things like substance abuse and, um, you know, and trauma and things like that, like I, I think all of the same principles apply to what I'm saying. However, I know they are nuanced. And so I don't, I don't necessarily want to like plant my flag on every single nuanced form of counseling because there may be something where somebody's like yeah yeah, you you haven't thought of this and they're right i can only tell you in the context of what we've done what i've seen and even what i've heard about um you know as far as you know general counseling marital counseling um things like that now we haven't talked about premarital counseling but i think we'll probably save that one for the next episode but um but yeah, I, I, I would say generally so far I haven't heard of any that I would say, yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a that that can never work. Yeah. It might pose some different challenges and but so far I haven't. But I'm th- this is where this is where our, our audience is gonna be a great uh, benefit where if they've if they've got a question or maybe they think of one that says no, like let's talk about it. All right. Well, with that, then let's close it out with this. As always, 
This is my invite to you as a listener and the viewer. If you're hearing this and as exactly what Goose just said, you're listening to this and you're like, nope, you can't do this because of X, Y, Z. If there's something that we're not thinking about that you got the insight on, here is the invitation to you to reach out to us, whether that's uh, the Metaverse Church Podcast at gmail.com. You hop over to our Discord channel, which the link to that is always in the show notes, um, or you want to drop it in the uh, chat here on YouTube. Uh, if that's where you're watching it, reach out to us. We would love to have that conversation, further conversation with you, maybe even invite you onto the show to uh, just investigate that a little bit further. Um, but we will. We'll come back probably next week with a conversation on premarital um, and whether or not that is a legitimate thing that you can do in virtual reality. The big one that I'm curious of is uh, I'll be curious if we even dive into this on that conversation. If somebody who lives in South Africa starts dating somebody who lives in the UK, but they attend a United States based VR church, United States based, I guess it would be US based. Like, could we do like we could, I'd probably say we could easily do VR or uh, a premarital. That'll be for the next topic or the next episode. But at what point does it start to get a little gray in some areas, which it might be a lot. Again, goose, our resident um, attorney, could probably give us some insight on we're, that but we've already dealt with this so next episode should be interesting sweet all right so that will be for uh next week's episode as always please leave a rating and a review uh if this is beneficial to you at all please subscribe to it that way you never miss out on an episode when you do all of those things our friend algorithm loves it so much and he says here let's promote you to other people that might find this interesting so you help us in the sense of doing that so uh thank you again for listening to the metaverse church podcast and we will see you next week as we continue on with this, I guess, mini series now. Well, there we go. Thanks. Have Be blessed. <laughs>